0: First reading from God's Word this morning is from Proverbs 8. And there are two segments, two segments, Proverbs 8. Two segments, verses 1 through 11, and 22 to the, verse 31. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand, beside the gates leading into the city, at the entrances she calls aloud. To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are faultless to those who have knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Verse 22, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. When there were no oceans, I was given birth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the earth or its fields or any of the dust of the world, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, when I was the craftsman at his side, I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his world rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind.
1: Our second reading is from John chapter 16 verses 12 through 15. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father Is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and will make it known to you. The Word of the Lord.
2: Thank you, Marion and Adele. If you'd like to turn to page 1116 for Romans 5 1 through 5, although um, you don't have to, it'll be read to you. This morning we're gonna try something different and this may appeal to some of us more than others if we like the contemplative. Um, The the goal this morning is not to explain this passage to you, which is often the case when we have a sermon, is to to take it apart theologically and and understand it and then apply it. Um, And that relies on the preacher's ability to study and to communicate. Today we're going to put the power into the hands of actually somebody much better at that, which would be the Holy Spirit working through God's Word. And we're going to ask the Word to dwell in you richly this morning and let the Word speak to you and do things inside of you that no other human can do, Uh, not even yourself, but that God can do as you encounter His Word. And as Brian mentioned, we're going to try something this morning called Lectio Divina. This ancient way of engaging a a text by repetitive reading. So we're going to read this text at least three times. And it's a four-part stage where we read, we meditate on that text. I'll explain a little bit more what we mean by that. Pray over that text in our silence. And then contemplate what that text has for us in the rest of our lives. And so, in essence, a passage of scripture is read, we reflect on it, its meaning for us in our meditation time, and then we pray. We let the text, in essence, pray through us, or we pray whatever the text brings out of us, and we can pray that out loud or in silence, and then we spend some time in contemplation on what that text may have for us in the future, what this text is calling us into. So... I'm not going to do, I'm not going to really preach, I'm not going to explain any Greek words today, Um, but I am, and I'm not going to give a long background about this text, except to say that in this text you're going to have two words that are just worth a little bit of review. Uh, One of them is the word justified, and you know this word, but it's good to review it. To be justified means to be made right with God to receive the righteousness that only God can give, and to have our sins erased and forgotten by God. That's what justified means. Another word we see in here that's often used is grace. That word grace is the unmerited and unearned gift of God for each of us. It is the work of Christ given freely to us that justifies us in God's eyes. And God does this purely out of loving care for his children. Romans itself, which we're taking this from right out of the middle of Romans, is a letter that Paul wrote, the Apostle Paul wrote, that describes God's plan of salvation for the world. It's bound up in the work of Christ on the cross, and the justice and mercy of God, and... The work of the Holy Spirit in the lives of followers of Jesus. And so this passage was actually chosen for Trinity Sunday because in a few verses it pulls together the ministries of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And it's a ministry of the three of them that gives us an abundance of hope for the future. And so the operative word in this passage is hope. Hope for justification. Hope because God has given us grace. Hope because the Spirit is alive and active. Hope because the Father loves his children dearly. So the next steps are that I'm going to read this passage for you. Slowly, deliberately, if you want to close your eyes, you may. Uh, If some of you start to snore, grace is here for that too because maybe you've had a long week and that's okay. I'm going to trust that even the Spirit can speak through a voice and into your ears while you're asleep. You know how they say if somebody's in the hospital and they're laying there unconscious, be careful what you say around them because they actually hear you? Well, the same is true. If you fall asleep, it's okay. You know, this is relaxing. We want to create a space here where, where the Spirit um, can come. And so I'm asking you to be attentive to the Spirit, to listen, to, to think, to contemplate, and to ask what God has for you. And so if you feel like closing your eyes as I read, um, you're free to. So I'm going to read... I'm going to invite you into a time of meditation on it. Uh, we'll read again. I'm going to invite you to a time of prayer, uh, and we'll read again, and then invite you into a time of contemplation for what this may mean for us, and then at the uh, mean for us uh, in the future. And then at the end, I'd like to take time for sharing. If something came to you in this experience that God puts into your heart that you want to share with the rest, we want to hear it. You'll also have an opportunity to pray out loud during the prayer time. If the Spirit moves you to pray out loud, by all means do so. So, But we'll guide you each step of the way. So let's begin. Uh, And I'd like to begin with prayer as I normally do and ask that God would bless his word to us and change us and bring to life things in us that need to come alive. And we ask this in Jesus' name, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's read Romans 5 1 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And that was our first reading. And now I'd like to ask you into a time of meditation, ask you to get comfortable. I'm going to read it again in just a moment. The goal for us in meditating next on this word is not to understand all the theological aspects of it, but to let the word of hope invite you into itself, to savor each beautiful word that God has for us, to let it work on you, not you on it, We're not asking you to do any work now. We're asking the word to do work in you. And when I finish reading again, I'd like to ask you to take time to reflect on its meaning. And I'll ask some questions that may guide us in this time of meditation. One of the questions might be, about this hope, is this hope for me? How many things in life must I earn? And how can it be that this gift of hope is free for me? Take time to consider what hope looks like for you and be open to any other meetings that the Word may have for you today. Pay attention to these things and we'll have time to share them together later. And so I'm going to read again and invite you into a time of meditation. Romans 5. Therefore... Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us. Because God poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Again, I invite you to take time to reflect on what this may mean for you. One question we may ask, is this hope for me? Think about your life and ask, how many things in life must I earn? And then ask of the word, how can it be that this gift of hope is free? does hope look like for you? As I read again, I encourage you to consider those questions or any others that have come up for you. And to be open to any other meanings that the word may have for you today. And remember them as we may share them with each other later. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. In a moment, I'll read the passage again, but now we enter into a time of prayer. We're going to use this reading as a template for our prayer together. And if after this reading you would like to pray in silence, please do so. If you would like to pray aloud for yourself or for the body, thanking and praising Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the hope we have in grace and justification, then you should do so. Just stand up. We won't bring you a microphone. We're not going to uh, be running around like that. But stand up and pray as loudly as you feel comfortable to while still being uh, a prayer. Uh, somebody, Not everybody may hear you, but that's okay. We want you to have the space to pray. But if you have a word for the congregation in prayer, please stand up and, and pray. it. Uh, and I will pray again at the end. So we'll leave some space in the middle for prayer from the congregation. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, we pray to you now. We thank you for this word in the middle of a very long letter from the Apostle Paul to the believers in Rome. This short word that sums up together what Father, Son, and Holy Spirit do together to justify, save us, and give us hope. Lord, make us people of hope. Make us people who live in the joy of the knowledge of the love that you have For us, that you pour out so graciously in the life and death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, work in me. Work through suffering. And Lord, I pray you turn suffering into perseverance. Lord, Help me to persevere. And I pray that you would turn perseverance into character. Lord, build my character and turn my character into hope. Lord, let me live in hope of the sure justification and righteousness that flows from your Son, Jesus Christ, poured into me and to all believers by the power of the Holy Spirit, that I may have nothing to fear, that the future is safe and open because you are in it, that my life is in you, and that I'm held firmly in your arms. For what else will the people of God pray? And if you feel comfortable, stand and pray for the body, for yourself. And if not, I invite you to pray silently where you are. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. We thank you for justification by faith through grace. We thank you for the love the Father pours out on his children through the Holy Spirit. That love that is shown to us by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for us and for our sins Father, we thank you for the hope that we have because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ to new life and for the hope we have of new life in this life and new life in the life to come. We thank you and praise you for all that you do among us in building us, even through our trials, into a people of hope. Lord, we pray you bless the rest of this time this morning as we let your word work in us, and we ask it in Jesus' name, through the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to enter a time of contemplation. Contemplation, for our purposes this morning, will differ from meditation in this respect. In meditation, we looked at the word and its meaning to us, and now we want to take some time in silence to search for more meaning, but with an eye to consider what can and will be different in our lives as a result of this word working in us, because we believe it has the power to do so. So, as we read again, some questions we could ask How does grace from God affect my relationships with other people? What will I do differently? tomorrow, because of this word? Is there anything that I am sensing that God wants me to do or say right now? And I will ask those questions later after a time of reading. And after our uh, reading and time for contemplation, then we will close with the Lord's Prayer together, and then I'd like to ask the congregation if anything came to you that you would be willing to share with the rest. So again, a time of contemplation. What will be different in our lives as a result of the word working in us? Let's read Romans 5. Therefore, a little levity, therefore, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I invite you now into a time of contemplation. As you let the word work in you, we may ask how does grace from God affect my relationships with other people? What will I do differently tomorrow because of this word? Is there anything I am sensing that God wants me to do or say right now? Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I invite us to pray together the Lord's Prayer, the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I think I missed a verse there. You all noticed? This means you're awake. It's good. A time of sharing. Now that you're awake, is there anything that happened that you would like to share? Bless others with any experiences that you've had in this. Yes, MJ. Yeah. Yeah. Present hope. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Good. Others? Yes, Adele. Oh, yes, have the microphone if possible. I'm sorry, Stan. There goes Gary. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I was really blessed this morning because um, I've had a lot of um, just physical suffering in my life, and um, it's gone over a very long period of time, and I realized. That indeed, um, that suffering, I had to persevere. And I think it has changed my character. But what was really amazing to me was that the hope, to me, has become a confidence that I never had before, that no matter what happens in my life, God will never fail me or forsake me. Uh, When I first married my husband ten years ago, I told him, you know, I cling to God and you bask in God. And I think I'm learning to bask in God's presence, and it's just really, um, really a blessing. Thank you.
2: Wonderful. Thank you, Adele. Dwayne is a basker. I I sense (laughs) that. I really do. It's good. That's Rebecca.
1: One of the things that kept coming back to me in this package, passage was rejoice in God. And a lot of times when we worship God, it's not this giddy happiness of the freedom that he has given us through faith and grace. And it's it is a very freeing experience, and it's something that we should rejoice in, that we don't need to temper with um, the weight of our sins that we don't need to temper with. How do we need to improve? Sometimes it's we need to bask in the joy and the unrestrained gift that He has given us.
2: It's yeah. a good word. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, oh, yeah, Laura. This side needs to uh, represent, so (laughs) pick it up.
1: I was struck by the fact that uh, the Holy Spirit reminded me that humility is so necessary so that I can put into the right perspective His power, the power of God, the power to, to walk the way Christ walked and his Holy Spirit to just undergird me. And uh, they can't do their work if I sit up on some sort of a pedestal or whatever, wherever I place myself. So it's the humility, and it was so refreshing. Uh, I mean, it was just like, so what am I carrying this load for? So it was wonderful. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it seems like our arrogance and God's power can't live on the same planet. God won't be able to work in us unless we submit to him and to his spirit and let that undergird us. That's great, yeah. Was there another hand over there? Krista?
1: Um, I kept coming back to that uh, rejoicing and suffering, and I went and looked up in the message version, um, those Um. verses three through five, and I just wanted to, Read those, and Good. it says, um, "There's more to come." We continue to shout our praises even when we're hemmed with troubles, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us, and how that patience is forged, um, has forged the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for what God will do next. An alert uh, expectance such as this, we never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God's gener- God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit.
2: That's great. Thank you. He's got away with words. Tempered into the steel of virtue. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yes. This is getting embarrassing. Would you walk to the other side of the room? <laughs> To do that.
3: Um, actually, I felt called um, in response to the rejoicing to lead the congregation in some small exercise of dance worship. It's like really accessible. Could I yes. do it?
2: Yeah, come on up. Okay. You, the spirit told you, you do it. Uh, can everyone stand up? Stand up. Do you want the dean the microphone?
3: Your house can be worshipful (laughs) and like dance related. So just repeat after me, follow after me. Hug a tree. We're in California, so hug a tree. (laughs) Push up an attic door. Blow a kiss. Stop traffic with your left hand. Come on through with your right hand. Stop air traffic with your right hand. Land the plane with the other hand. Now clean up a big mess on the floor. And it's so big. And then play those child games. And if someone's next to you, um, you'll put your hand on their shoulder, but you have to repeat after me for this one. You say, oh darling. There's a pain in my head. There's a pain in my head. nice. And then leave your hand like it's paralyzed all the way. And it's miraculously healed. So wipe it. And wipe the other hand. I just die like Superman. Fan yourself off. You're almost done. And big jump rope. Don't hit anyone all the way around. Okay, now we'll do it again. (laughs) Join with me if you know the words. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily.
2: This is great, please be seated. If you, Unless you have another dance routine, then we'll stay standing. <laughs> One question is, am I gonna do anything differently tomorrow because of this word? Does anyone wanna speak to that or anything else?
4: Yeah, Michael. Um, I did enjoy seeing that there's sort of a um, Logical link that's being drawn between suffering and hope because they would. Um, a lot of times, you you think about, oh well, why do bad things happen to good people? Or um, if 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 I was doing all the right things, why why am I still feeling empty or why am I feeling suffering? And it's kind of neat to see this link between um, suffering first produces perseverance, which then gives you character, which then gives you hope, and so. Um, I think looking forward, it's good to be mindful that suffering is more of an opportunity for you to grow your hope, mm-hmm. rather than you dreading it because it's uncomfortable. Yes. Um, it. So yeah, I think some sometimes when when I feel that kind of despair, it's you you kind of spiral out of control and think that maybe um, some I might have done something that's that's wrong or I'm sort of receiving the punishment for something that I didn't do right, when in reality it could be God trying to provide you an opportunity to really lean on him and um, really depend on him.
2: Excellent. Yeah. Thanks. Isn't it interesting how much the word can preach for itself when we give it the space to do so? And so the secret is that you don't need a pastor, and you can fire me next week. You'll be be just (laughs) fine. No, I'm kidding. Don't fire me next week. But really the word is powerful. It does great things inside of us and it can continue to work on us this week, no doubt. So last chance, anyone else? Okay.